This is probably our toughest battle, but listen, if God can forgive, then so can you. Bullshit. What about that time in Reno with those soccer moms at the Hyatt? Johnny? Did God forgive any of us for that? Uh, yes. Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series, Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Yes, Then fall in. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Just here, chilling, ready to go down our, what, hat trick episode for season three. <laughs> That's right, man. Episode three, now you're going to pay, man. So, man, let's just get right to it, man. You know, the last episode that we did went a little little over an hour, man, but uh, there was some good stuff, man. There was a lot. There was a lot to oh, uncover. Yeah. So, uh, but man, here we go. Number three, like you said, now you're going to pay. So the summary for episode three, now you're going to pay, goes like this. Daniel's tarnished public image takes a toll on his cells, leading to a takeover offer. Johnny tries to raise money for Miguel's surgery. So start us off, brother. Start us off with one of your favorite scenes. Before I do, though, I wanted to add a connection to the title. The title, Now You're Gonna Pay. Um, It's actually one of Johnny's lines from Karate Kid Part 1. It's uh, where he catches up to Daniel after the Halloween dance. Yeah. And he tells him, you know, you had to push it. But now you're gonna pay. Okay. And then of course they they beat him up. <laughs> they tear him up. That's they what, call my. That's one of my favorite my, scenes where they where they tear him <laughs> up, man. So you know what? That's good that you brought that up, man. Because I was kind of, I was thinking, okay, every every title has had a connection, but I didn't really get this mm-hmm. one. And so until you said that right now, I was like, well, where do they get it? And then now as I see yeah. it, I'm like, I'm remembering. You know, Johnny said, "Now you're gonna pay." You know, so. uh and now you're going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Good connection, so, but, man. Uh, Good connection. Absolutely. I just wanted to point that out. But yeah, let me uh, go ahead and get started with the first scene. Uh, it's the one where Johnny and Bobby are at the church. You see Bobby preaching about forgiveness, you know, holds up the Bible, uh, says that uh, where most, you know, says this is where most of most people go for forgiveness. And of course, it's the Bible, but there's other forms. And of course, his favorite is forgiveness of thyself. And it's probably the toughest battle. But if God can forgive, you can as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then Johnny making an entrance. He calls BS and, you know, starts pointing out the time in Reno with the soccer moms at the Hyatt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, of course, Bobby's kind of trying to do damage control. He's like, I'm sorry, but my friend is going through some hard times. Yeah. And Johnny all like he's intoxicated. He's drunk oh, at the sure. church. Yeah. <laughs> he's like nothing i can't handle and then he stops at this aisle and he kind of winks at this girl (laughs) and um and then of course he says this guy used to be a real badass back in the day fighting drinking partying but and then of course he kind of lowers his voice and he's like but it sucks you can't get laid and bobby again he's like i'm not a priest (laughs) and we were so so johnny was johnny was talking about uh bobby right when he was saying that about partying fighting drinking saying he was a real badass so yeah that was johnny talking about bobby right yes 
And then, of course, Johnny tells him, so your wang can still get a tang. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and, and, yeah, that was funny. We were texting about that. And, um, of course, Johnny says, nice. And then Bobby's like, he's kind of had enough. He's like, father, forgive me. And John, Johnny's like, for what? And then he Bobby sweeps the leg. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, right? He for sweeps sure. him. So I just thought it was a good scene, bringing back one of the OG Cobras. And, of course, the connection, Bobby sweeping the leg. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Love how it started as well. You know, like you said, an ex Cobra Kai coming back. You know, that's one of the things that we talked about when we first, you know, just unpacked season three. You know, I didn't think Bobby would come back and the way they used him was pretty cool. So, you know, he's a preacher now. And I think in real life, he's really a pastor as well. I don't know if that's really the so, case. Yeah. You think I know he's a motivational speaker, but I don't know if he's really a pastor. Yes. So uh, but it's good to see Bobby. And like I said, it was good for them to bring him back and bring him back in a way that makes sense in the story, man. So yeah, Johnny stormed into the church, you know, he's hitting on that girl and he's like, Hey, can God really forgive us for what we did? So I'm just imagining in my head, man, what they did, you know, in Reno with those soccer moms, man. So, uh, right. And, uh, I like when he said, well, he's not that much. Well, no, I think uh, it was Johnny that said he's not much of a church goer, man, because obviously he doesn't oh, yes. know how to, how to, you know, just, you know, I guess respect, right? I guess that's the word, right? Have reverence yeah. for, for the sanctuary, reverence for, for a church location. So pretty funny scene. A lot of stuff that you already said, man. So yeah, I enjoyed that as well, man. Um, but anything else you want to try to unpack from that that you got? I mean, it's kind of just laid it out how Johnny, you know, um, I think if, if we look at it from the other episode, you know, that we finished number two, you know, Johnny's, you know, down in the dumps feeling bad because again, you know, Robbie, he's he, at this point, he ha, he has no idea about Robbie. Right. I think, uh, right. you know, Daniel, you know, kind of took care of that. And then Miguel's still in the hospital. And we're going to see that a little bit later in another scene. So he's still kind of taking all that responsibility and blaming himself for it, which, again, we'll see a little bit down the line as well, man. So uh, I'll take you to my next favorite scene, unless you have something with that. Well, no, just the main topic that they're discussing is forgiveness, you know, and like if God can forgive, so can you. So it's really a good, good message for Johnny to be his character, right? To be listening to. Well, I'm glad. Okay. You know what, man? I'm glad you said that because that's what I wrote down. Johnny hasn't forgiven himself. And that's what Bobby said. That's the greatest one, right? You can forgive everybody else. You can forgive, you know, the person that hurt you, the person that damaged you. But at some point you have to be able to forgive yourself as well. And, and I feel that man, I think, you know, as somebody once told me before, you know, I'm my worst enemy, you know, Cause you know, I always, you know, get down on myself harder than anybody else does, man. And, you know, I can forgive this person and I can forgive that person, but man, it gets to the point where I have to be able to forgive myself. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And that's something that Johnny needed to hear. So, uh, my next, uh, well, my first, my first favorite scene was, uh, so we see Robbie, right. And, uh, he's in, he's in juvie, juvenile detention center, which will, we, we will, call juvie from from this point on because there's a, a couple of scenes where he's in juvie yes and so uh this black guy comes in right he's a he's another teenager in there doesn't have a name or else i'd give him his name so i'm just gonna call him the i the, thought his name was Payne. is that his name Payne? i think his last name is Payne. okay yeah. so last name i don't Payne. know his first name okay all right yeah. so i was just gonna call him the the juvie bully but mr Payne, whatever his name is he's talking about uh empanadas so he comes in with his little his little crew and there's this guy sitting at the table and he was like empanadas that's the next level shit so i like that man because empanadas are dope dude so uh <laughs> oh, yeah. he's like empanadas or no empanadas this is our table homie so uh we see man though in that scene how uh just a little glimpse you know not not 
not a big uh, picture, but a little glimpse of how juvie can be for teenagers, man. So it's kind of, you know, if you're not with a crew, man, you know, you're pretty much strength in numbers. Yeah, strength in numbers. You're pretty much going to get jacked up. And so he jacks him up. Right. You know, I said, that's our table, homie. Right. And so Robbie's just, you know, minding his own business, man. But, you know, the juvie bully, you can tell he's going to get to the point where he's going to, you know, start messing with Robbie. And then we see that Daniel does attempt to call Robbie, but Robbie just hangs up on him, man. So uh, one of the things that follows along with that is Daniel's obviously he's he's disappointed by that. But Amanda tells him, hey, right. you know, teenagers, you know, they'll, they'll come around. And that's true, man. At some point, you right. know, teenagers will come around. You're going to piss them off. But uh, sometimes it just takes a while for them to come back. So I enjoyed that scene. What about you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely wrote it down, man. Just the bull, the angel was the kid that they were bullying, man. And then Robbie actually tried to do the stand up thing, man. He's, you know, when they, I guess, Payne slammed his head against the table. Yeah. And he nose was bloody. And, and, you know, Robbie's like, hey, man, are you okay? But he just basically inserted himself into Payne's, I guess, path. You know what I mean? Because it's going to show how their pain's going to continue to get on him throughout this episode yeah for sure but uh but yeah just liked how robbie kind of you know took a stand for him or kind of you know just cared he showed that he cared yeah and it kind of shows you know what what daniel has taught him you know just uh, the miyagi way to to be there for people you know and so obviously to defend yourself right and so yeah definitely right. you know he tried to help like you said he tried to help angel out man so what else did you like what's your next scene that you liked the next one i'm gonna go to is uh sam and miguel uh, at the hospital. Um, this is one of my favorites here. You know, Miguel is kind of feeling down. He's in his room. Yeah. Uh, then Sam comes to visit him, which, you know, he's surprised by it. You know, he, uh, starts to tell her about a surgery that he's, or that he's going to have surgery with an out of state doctor who works miracles. Yeah. Um, but he, he's not, he's trying to, you know, not get his hopes up because the surgery costs a lot of money and, you know, it's going to put his mom in debt. So, I mean, again, he cares, man, cares about his mom, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and of course there's no guarantees that it'll even, it'll even work. So, um, yeah, but then again, here's Sam, you know, encouraging him, Hey, if anybody can beat the odds, it's you. I like that. And then of course, you know, yeah, yeah for real. That, was, that was a good moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And then of course he notices the scars and he says, is that from Tori? And, uh, Sam tries to play it off. She's like, yeah, it kind of makes me look tough. And then, you know, Miguel kind of, I don't know, just, you know, he feels sorry for her. He's like, I'm sorry about that, Sam. But, you know, like he like almost felt like he it was his fault. But Sam's like, no, it's not. You didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. You know, um, and then Miguel tells her that, you know, how Tori's had a rough life. And, you know, Sam gives this quote that, you know, kind of stuck with me a little bit. It says, everybody has a stop story, but it doesn't give you the right to be a bully. Yeah, for sure. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, she makes him this card. Sentimental, sentimental card, because yeah. it says you you occupy my thoughts. No, it says you octopi, course, octopi, octopi, yeah, octopi. Yeah, my for sure. That's, that's, <laughs> and of course, it's like it cut uh, flashback to season one when they went on that hangout to um, golf and stuff. Yeah, and she won she won him that, or he won her that octopus, yeah, <laughs> Senor sure. Octopus, Senor Octopus. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, it's a moment of joy, you know, kind of smiling. Miguel's kind of smiling a little bit. And um, before you know it, Hawk arrives, mm. El Serpiente, yeah. you know? And so that kind of, you know, Sam's cue to kind of has, has to leave, you know, because Hawk's there. That's his home. That's Miguel's homeboy. Yeah. And um, as, as Sam's leaving, though, Hawk kind of, 
you know, goes, you know, kind of, you know, gets stern with her. He's like, you have some nerve coming here after what your boyfriend did. Mm-hmm. And Sam, you know, is like, I don't care. I don't care what you think. I just want to help. Yeah. And Hawk, just being Hawk, I'm pretty sure you've done enough. So, you know, it's good, good scene overall, man. Just love, you know, the Sam and Miguel chemistry, yeah, I guess you could you say. Know, you know, I love that, man. So, yeah, definitely love that. Um, like you said, I love when she... It just showed her belief in him when she said, if anyone can beat the odds, right. it's you. So I love Absolutely, that, man, you know, yeah. just having somebody on your side. And and we're going to talk about the quote that you said here in a little bit. But real quick, again, you know, I love the card. You know, it's something for a lot of people to be a small thing. But, man, sometimes, man, it's not the extravagant gift, you know, from a person to another person that they care about that makes a difference. It's it's just taking the time to do something that means a lot for them. So obviously that octopus has meaning, yeah. yeah, has meaning for them. So that octopus means a lot for them. And so, man, I love that, man. That's just that yeah. tugged my heart, man, because, again, you know that it comes from the heart. It means something to them. And so definitely, definitely dig that. What you got? Let me ask you just a quick question, man. Uh, I w- at this point in time, watching it at real time, yeah. I got a little intrigued with the Ida State doctor. Yeah, and I, w- I just wanted to ask, at, how, how did you feel when you heard Ida State doctor? Like when we were watching it in real time at like what two? At this point, what three a.m. three thirty? <laughs> yeah, well, when when I heard that, it didn't really make a difference. But when we see a little bit later in this episode, when we see mm-hmm. the blonde doctor, right? That's when it really got to me. But right now, it was just kind of. You know, he's just expressing to her, you know, hey, you know, there's going to be some out of state doctor and, you know, it's going to cost a lot mm-hmm. of money. So it's more like, hey, this is the burden that my mom's going to have to take. And if you think about it, let's tie it to the to the title of the episode. Now you're going to pay. So there is a cost. Right. And if you think about right. everything that we're going to see in the remaining scenes that I'm sure we're going to talk about, there's a cost associated with it, man. So let's go back to what you said. Everybody has a sob story. It doesn't give you the right to be a bully. You said that that, you know, kind of, you know, tugged at your heart a little bit. Why? Why is that the case? Well, I mean, it just doesn't justify it, you know, just doesn't justify any type of like the Tori's behavior, specifically the Tori, you know, just just doesn't justify her behavior to go that crazy. And that, you know, Sam, Sam is scarred for life, literally, not just. And of course, we're going to talk more about it in the later episodes. But I mean, she just has this. (laughs) <laughs> big old scar man yeah. that she's gonna have to live with for the rest of her life so it just goes with that it's just you know we all have our issues our problems but you know we can't justify i guess our any type of harsh or violent actions yeah. if that makes sense kind of yeah i mean yeah. to me it's like it's true everyone can everyone can tell you something sad about their life you know but that doesn't yeah. give you the right to be mean to somebody else and if you think about it you know if you want to get in deep into why bullying happens it's because man that bully you know whether it's a a a boy or a girl you know there's there's something that's affected them and so their way to handle things is to be aggressive towards others you know so what makes them sad what makes them disappointed with life what makes them hate life at at times is the reason why they want to inflict pain onto others because here's the conversation you know i know we kind of talked about this uh when we covered season two why the hell does tori really hate sam so much i mean it can't be just because of miguel so there's a lot more to it man there's a lot more to why she hates this princess you know what i'm saying and so i think one of the things that i said was uh 
because she pictures Sam and Sam, she pictures Sam as having this perfect life and her life right. is all effed up. You know, she's having to take care of her mom who has cancer. She's having to take care of her little brother. She's on probation. She's having to work two jobs. And Sam, well, shit, you know, she's living it up. You know what I'm saying? Has pool parties and stuff and has a a brand new car. And and, and if daddy wants to give her something. So that's what it is, man. So everybody, you can always be envious of somebody else. And so, but like she said, okay, yeah, we all have a sob story. It may be different than yours, but it doesn't mean that you have the right to be mean, you know, to make others feel bad just because you have a sob story. So that's why, you know, that stood out to me, man. So let's go back to real quick, man. Uh, I like uh, the Louis scene before that. And again, not to recap it, but I just love how, uh, again, he's just brought, you know, in there for the comedy, man. So I'm going to tie it into the title, right? So again, the title is now yeah. you're going to pay. So real quick and we don't have to talk about it in depth but we know that daniel is losing business right yeah. and so uh that's that's one of the another thing you know that's important to the plot is that where is he going to get the money you know for the business to keep going so he's going to have to pay so there's something that he has to do in order to get it and so that's where we see tom cole you know who comes in and just being a dick you know he just plays that dick part real good and so uh <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, again, it's just, uh, you know, I love Louie, though, when he, he was flirting with that with that lady. You know, he's like, the baby birds are out of the nest, and now it's time for the mama bird to fly. So why don't you get in that car mamacita. and fly, mamacita? So, <laughs> yeah, man, I like that. Again, so for the listeners, you know, just to kind of give you a little bit of background uh, information for episode three, Daniel is in a bind because his business is losing money because of this fight. So this fight must have been all over the news, man, if it's affecting him, exactly. it's affecting his, you know, dealership like that, man. So anyways, my next favorite scene, dude, Johnny and Bobby, dude, at, uh, yeah. I think it was one of the best, Ooh, yeah. you know, Johnny mm-hmm. still tore up, <laughs> but he's, but again, he's tore up because he can't see Robbie. So here's the explanation, right? Here's why he came into the church all drunk and, you know, just, man, just out of it because he can't see Robbie. And uh, I love Bobby, though. Bobby's like, look, man, you know, I can help you, you know. And, and Johnny's like, yeah, lucky, lucky I know a priest. And, and again, Bobby's like, I'm not a priest, man. So anyways, I loved it. A lot of stuff there. I still don't understand how they get the coffee in the cake. Johnny, what the heck was that all about? I know you're upset, but you can't blame yourself for what Robbie did. I'm not even allowed to see him. I'm not allowed since I'm on probation for that little incident in the... Uh parking garage. Yeah, well, you're lucky it was only probation. I'm lucky I knew a priest. Put in a good word with the judge, thank you very much. Not a priest. How about we make a deal? You promise yourself to do positive things. Be a better person. I already tried that. I put everything I had into my students. I taught them to be tough and show mercy. I thought I was doing the right thing. You were. Yeah, then why did all this happen? I mean, you want to punish me, fine. Robbie and Miguel, they're just kids. I know. I know. It isn't fair. You got to remember, you don't do the right thing because it always works out. You do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Both those kids need you, and you need to be there for them, whether it works out or not. One of the things that just stood out, he wants to be a better person. You know, that's what Robbie's not, excuse me, that's what Bobby is telling him. Hey, man, you just got to be a better person. And he's like, look, I already tried. You know, I taught these kids how to be tough. I taught them how to show mercy. I thought I was doing the right thing. But why did this happen? 
So the same question that Miguel asked, right? And and then he just says this, which I feel, man, and I'm sure you as a yeah. father feel as well. He said, look, I, I feel, you know, if you want to punish me, that's fine. And it's kind of like he's having a conversation with God, right? I mean, obviously he wasn't. Yeah. He was having a conversation with, with his boy, Bobby, but it's like he's having a conversation with God. It's like, God, why is this happening to me? You want to punish me? That's fine. But don't punish Robbie and Miguel because they're just kids. And so, man, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure you feel that we have kids. Yeah. If there was ever anything that happened, you know, we'd rather it happen to us than them. I know I would. Absolutely. If there was an accident, yeah. I would want something to happen to me instead of happening to my daughter. I've lived my life. Now, do I want to continue living? Oh, hell yeah. But Isabella right. still has more to live for. And I'm sure you feel the same way. And think about it, bro, with uh, the information that we just got yesterday about Ed Young's daughter, right? What did you text me yes. today that... We, the, the worst thing for a parent is for them to bury their child. So I love that scene right. for that, man. What you want to say something to that? Well, no, I, I also love this scene and it's definitely one of, one of my favorites in this episode. Um, I like the line that Bobby says, you know, where you got to remember, you don't, you do, you don't do the right thing because it's always works out. You do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. So, um, and then of course, Bobby goes on to, um, you know, tell him he, uh, he, he needs to be there for both kids, for both yeah. Robbie and Miguel. Yeah. And, um, and he says, regardless, yeah, my bad. There yes, you go. Whether, regardless no, 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 of the outcome. Right, yeah. 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 Whether it works out or not. And then of course, Bobby, man, look at this man offering to help him. He's like, Hey, cause I think earlier in this scene, uh, Johnny had said that, you know, Hey, he can't even see Robbie because he's on probation and, and Robbie's like quick to the solution. He's like, Hey, I'm, a, you know, they'll let you see it. They'll let you see him if you're accompanied by a member of the clergy. Yeah. So right then and there. And then of course he even says, we can also offer a donation to Miguel's, you know, surgery. So just good scene, man. Bobby sharing some wisdom, helping. And then of course the inspiring Johnny, man, that's what I took down from that scene. So. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. And like, I just want to repeat what you said, that quote, it's a great quote. You don't do the right thing. Cause it great. always works out. You do the right thing. Cause it's the right thing to do, man. And so that's the thing, you know, and it's like what we talked about, in the last episode, you know, we don't know why things happen, man, you know, and sometimes that's the best right. answer, you know, and I'm going to piggyback off, you know, episode two that we covered, you know, sometimes you don't know why things happen. We don't have an explanation why, you know, somebody in our family gets cancer, man. We don't. And, and those things are tough and those things are real. And we can't explain that. But it doesn't mean that we stop doing the right thing. We keep doing the right thing, you know, because it's the right thing to do, man. So I love it. You know what I love, bro? I love the last shot of them. So the camera pans back. Oh, yeah. And it shows them hugging. I love that, dude. They're, they're homeboys. And he says, good talk, buddy. I love that. Just the, the camera yeah. angle on that was great. So just the whole powerful scene, man. So take us to your next favorite one. Yeah. The next one I have, um, just a small one, really. Um, it's at the charity car wash that they're having for Miguel. You know, Sam organized it, and then uh, she thanks Moon for bringing out the cheerleading team because apparently the line is around the block. <laughs> and then, of course, it brought back that guy from uh, season two who uh, dissed Daniel, <laughs> you know? Anoush. Uh, El Morenito. No, no, no. I'm talking about at the car wash. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, because he was, like, all excited because he thought the cheerleaders were going to wash his car. And and then Chris comes up and ends up washing it, and then Nate takes the twenty dollars. Oh, that's true. My bad, out. bro. I was I was thinking, yeah, okay. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and that was pretty funny but by uh by Chris. Yeah, Isabella loved, laughed at that scene, man. When Chris starts, you know, because they're they're expecting the cheerleaders, right? 
to, right. to wash the car and they come out all smooth and stuff, you know, with the hands with the twenty dollar bill out and it's Chris that washes yeah. the car. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and then of course, uh Cobra show, Cobra Kai, it's uh uh Hawk Mitch and uh some other guy, I don't know his name, but and of course they show up in the bikes, man. Yeah. Kind of similar to uh to the original Karate Kid. And of course, they're angered by this. They vow that they're not going to let him get away with it. I just love how they, uh, the writers, just inserted the the motorbikes, dirt bikes from the original. You know. Yeah, for sure. Even <laughs> but, uh, even a little bit of the music, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, even a little I, bit. I was expecting it to keep playing, but it was just kind of like the, the beginning, like a little guitar riff was kind of like the music that they played in the original Karate yeah. Kid. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But no, just Hawk and the Cobras riding the dirt bikes, man. I just love that how the writers pieced it together. Yeah. <laughs> Good connection. You know what else I loved about that? I love the old school approach that uh, that Sam set up, you know, with the car wash. You know, oh, there yeah. was no GoFundMe, you know, now in the world of GoFundMe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> she could have easily just got on Facebook and said, hey, there's a GoFundMe account for Miguel. And maybe she did as well. Yeah. But but the writers, they right. really went old school with the car wash. And, you know, people still do car wash, but I, I love that they did that. Oh, yeah. Um, real quick, man, before I go to my next one, just again, Louie, you know, Louie with his, with his comedy shtick. You know, he's uh, he's talking to a new show again. You know, Daniel's getting some information from Tom Cole. Tom Cole essentially wants to buy out the dealership. And so uh, Louis like, I can't believe you go to work for that Mama Luke. You know, so Mama Luke, an Italian slang word for someone who does something stupid or dumb. So, yeah, <laughs> I looked that up, man. So uh, I like what he said, though. I knew she's like, that's the most goomba thing he ever said. He's like, yo, yo, take it easy. That's not your word. That's our word. You know, so. Uh, but there is it really? <laughs> hey, he, he's Italian, baby. But there right, is yeah. where uh, Noosh spills the beans. And this is where Tom About Cole fits into the story, because, again, why the hell is Tom Cole back? So Tom Cole fits into the story because he's taking all this bad publicity that the LaRussos are dealing with. And he's signing a you know exclusive distribution deal with Doyona International that's based out of Tokyo. So. That's where Daniel's like, he's going to lose his business and he's not going to have money to pay for his bills and everything that he has. So that's where that fits into the storyline, man. So anything with that before I go to my favorite scene, the next favorite scene? Well, I just, you know, one of the things, stand up number one, Anoush taking, uh, Tom Cole doesn't even call him by his real name. I don't know why Anoush would ever take that, you know, from him. Yeah. And, uh, but stand up for him for our, our good good thing he did is, you know, he let in Louie on the deal that was going on, you know, otherwise Daniel probably would have never known. True that, so, true that. Uh, and, and I think more than anything, yeah. he was probably still pissed that Daniel, you know, kind of dissed him in season two. Remember, he kind of right, just left yeah. him waiting there. So it's kind of like, all right, you know, I'm going to go with this guy who treats me like dirt, but uh, it's because I'm still mad at you, you know? And how many people do that in relationships? I'm going to be with this person because you treated me like dirt and this mad. person treats you even worse, you know? So anyways, that's exactly. another podcast episode <laughs> so uh my next favorite scene is when johnny cleans up man you know so again he he'd been all tore up and drunk and stuff but he cleans up he goes looking for a job and uh i like how he, in the interview that we see you know he tells the guy like uh that he has extensive computer experience and he's like yeah i know how to get on the internet get on the so, internet <laughs> but you know i love when you say he's you know just doing the stand-up thing because he's doing the stand-up thing he's just like look i just need some extra money you know it's not for me it's for a kid you know family needs to scratch <laughs> no the one's scratch, perfect right yeah. and so uh yeah no one's perfect but he's just trying to you know do the right thing for miguel again you know he's trying to pay the price right um you know, both Robbie and Miguel are 
dealing with the consequences of of their fight and so johnny's trying to make it right and so the guy's like all right that's you know that's cool you know you didn't you didn't put anything though right here what when when they're asking you about your criminal record and johnny just discloses everything man public intoxication right. assault and battery willful destruction of property assault in a minor technically multiple minors but those multiple kids were minor. real pricks man so uh yeah he's talking about brooks and kyler <laughs> brooks and Kyler. Brooks. And so, uh, i love that man he just you know basically just said look man i kicked some teenagers asses man so uh just need to make some extra money it's not for me it's just a kid he's going through a big surgery his family needs a scratch well that's very noble yeah and, and you certainly have a lot of what we're looking for oh thanks. i just one last thing I noticed you didn't fill out the part about any prior arrests. Hey, we're just a couple of guys talking here, okay? I mean, what are we dealing with? A little DUI, petty theft? This is just formality. No one's perfect. All right. Well, most recently I was arrested for public intoxication, assault and battery, and uh, willful destruction of property, I think they said. Not necessarily in that order. And a year ago, I was arrested for assaulting a minor. A minor? You know, technically multiple minors. You know, these kids were real pricks. <laughs> you know, it feels really good to talk about this, actually. When we start, boss, what's the plan? Dude, Johnny wanted in the scene, man. He's like, it feels, it feels, it feels really good to talk about this, actually, talk right? About it. <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously, once he disclosed all that information. He didn't get the job. And so Johnny's right. pissed. He goes to the car. He, you know, he's just mad. And then again, the writers go old school. They're looking at the classifieds. You know, Johnny's not the on LinkedIn. Yeah. He's not on Career Builder. <laughs> he's not on Indeed. He's looking Indeed. at the classifieds. So I'm thinking, man, these these teenagers who are watching Cobra Kai now, do they even know about the classifieds? Hey, like the you, did you did you ever look for jobs on through the classifieds? Not through the newspaper, no. no? I think Oh, no, no, yes, I did. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, it was... When we're 18, 19, the, the internet wasn't that big, dude. I remember looking through right, the Right, yeah, no, that wasn't... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the newspaper. I don't know if it was... It was God, back then, it was, it was a local, da, it's a local... Da, Dallas Morning News, bro, back back in the day. Probably yeah. Dallas Morning News, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. So, yeah, I, I like that scene. Anything you want to add to that? No, it's just, you know, one of, one of the things I wrote down about this scene is just Johnny's determined to help Miguel, man. He's just... He's determined to it. He wants to make it right. Like he said, and <laughs> they added a little humor there when he's like, oh, it feels really good to talk about. This. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like <laughs> I that. that <laughs> and his delivery again, his delivery when he right. said that was pretty dope. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, brother, take us to your next favorite thing. The next one I wrote down is uh, this is when Robbie's in juvie. And he, yes, I love he it. Hears, <laughs> he, hears, <laughs> he hears the news story about uh, about Miyagi-Do helping out Miguel. More specifically, he hears Sam being interviewed and talking about the charity, the charity car wash. She says that uh, Miyagi Do is about helping people. And then the reporter kind of calls her out. You know, it's like, wasn't it a Miyagi Do student who put Miguel Diaz in the hospital? And um, Sam responds, that was an accident. And this is kind of, uh, I don't know how I feel. It is. At, least I, at least I hope so. Yeah. And keep in mind, Robbie's listening to this. Yeah. And how convenient though, right? How, how convenient right. that he was listening. <laughs> exactly. And then she goes on to say, uh, I just know that Miguel needs our help. Yeah. We love, and then she says, she ends it with like, we love you, Miguel. Yeah. And then of course, pain 
notices Robbie's paying attention yeah. to the news story. And, you know, when it's over, he approaches, uh, he approaches Robbie, right? He says, Hey, is that your girl? <laughs> Sounds like vanilla is no longer <laughs> flavor anymore. <laughs> she got a taste of that horchata. She got a taste of that horchata. <laughs> and then he says, maybe she'll be drinking some dark roast next. And then Robbie, that, that angers Robbie, man. He stands up and he's like, shut your mouth. Yeah. And, um, and then Payne's like, Oh God! Just, I forgot what he, he said. said but uh, I know he, he said, ended, "Karate boy want to throw down." <laughs> karate boy want to throw down, and then he says, "Sorry, as punk." Um, oh, okay. And then he's like, "Go ahead, I'll give you a free shot before I use your teeth for dice." Yeah. And then Robbie's like, "Karate's about self defense." And then of course they start to fight. You know, Robbie holds his own at the start, but you know, strengthen numbers again. You know, Payne's crew helps him out, and then uh, they just leave Robbie beat. And but at this point, one I. Why I wrote down this scene, man, I kind of feel for Robbie. Yeah. You know, he's he was betrayed by Daniel. Or at least at least he you feels know, that way. Ambushed. He feels that way for yeah, sure. Yeah, he feels that way. Yeah. And then and then he hears his girl, keep in mind they were together at yeah. the school fight, doubting him, like, you know, doubting his intentions at the fight, like when he kicked Miguel and saying that Miguel needs help. But what about him? Look at his situation. You know, he could use some help too, man. He's in juvie. And then she says, sending Miguel love. And like, again, what about me? <laughs> what about me? Hey, like, she, she's showing him love, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but I kind of feel for Robbie on this one, man. But You uh, do? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't. I don't. But that's just because, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm pro Miguel. But nah, yeah, definitely Robbie <laughs> felt betrayed, you know, and definitely he got his ass kicked. But hey, you know, three against one, those are in good odds. And it's yeah. kind of. What did Miyagi say? Remember, one to one, it's okay, but you know, yeah, five, to, five one, to one, five to one is not good. So it's <laughs> too much like, ask anyone. Too much to ask anyone, man. So, yeah, dude, I like that scene. Uh, um, I like it because of pain. I just love the whole. She got a taste of that horchata. You know what I'm saying? Horchata. So, hey, nothing like horchata, bro. For real, you like horchata? <laughs> I'm actually not a big fan, man. I've had it, but. Not a big fan. No sé por qué, bro. Oh, really? No, 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 no me da mucho gusto. Hey, I love me some know? horchata, bro. Love yeah. it. <laughs> it's got to be sweet, though, man. You know, they have like Salvadorian horchata. So Salvadorian oh, okay. horchata tastes more like like rice. You know, it's just, I don't know what it is, man. But that Mexican horchata, bro, that sweet horchata, yo, I'm, I'm down for that, man. So, uh, but yeah, man, next thing for me is uh, Johnny, you know. So again, like you said, he's persistent. He's per, you know, he wants to make sure he can help Miguel. So he goes to see the pawn shop guy, man. So uh, and, and he's and he's like, man, I didn't think I was going to see him. But the dude's like, yo, I got three locations. Right. And so he talks about his computer, you know, come on, man. You said it was wireless. And and Johnny hasn't plugged it into the he hasn't plugged in the power, the power source into the wall. More. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it just shows you how clueless, you know, Johnny is, man. But uh, tells him, yeah, you know, I got, I got something, you know, well, he said it. The pawn shop guy is saying, hey, you want money? Bring me something of value. And Johnny's, well, I got a 93 Dodge Caravan. You know, it's got a tape deck, you know, grayish cloth interior. That made me laugh. You know, <laughs> he's like, cloth, cloth interior, huh? And he's like, get the hell out of my shop. There's, there's so that's obviously not going to get him any money. So that leads to him having to go see Sid. So we'll get to that. Yeah. So I was excited. When will, I saw yeah. that, you know, like Sid, because that's something that Bobby had told him, like, hey, you know, you still got a rich stepfather. And he's like, no, he doesn't want to go to Sid. But it set it up that he was eventually going to go see Sid. So anything from that before you go to your next favorite scene? Well, it's just kind of the pawn shop guy kind of 
teaches Johnny about the hustle, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> like he also, the hustle. that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but he also gives him the idea, which again, we're going to talk about, you know, yeah. bring me something of value. We're going to talk about it in later scenes. Yeah. So that's what I wrote down from that scene. But yeah, love, love their chemistry, love their comedic chemistry yeah. between the pawn shop guy and Johnny. <laughs> For sure, man. But, but yeah, to go on to the next one, uh, I have, um, <clears throat> It's Daniel, Amanda, and Louis at LaRusso Auto. So Daniel comes back from having lunch with Anoush. Um, you know, Daniel's like, good news is he's speaking to me again, but the bad news is he was telling the truth about the owner, the exclusive deal with the owner, and then how Cole's just using the bad press against the dealership. Amanda's worried that, you know, the manufacturers are going to start pulling out. And then uh, <clears throat> Louis wants to go visit Cole for some Jersey <laughs> justice. I like that, bro. Jersey justice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got some east garland east garland texas justice <laughs> east garland, texas justice and amanda feels like she's kind of you know given up in a way she's like she feels like she doesn't that they don't have a choice that they're gonna have to sell to cole and then daniel just remembers what mr miyagi told him you know or or remembers when mr miyagi gave him the 47.4 gave him the cards yeah. and daniel said that that was like the best day of his life and how mr miyagi pushed him into the sales that was a badass and story that was badass it is, i like it that is. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted my own car so bad. My mom had the station wagon. It was such a piece of junk. We literally had to push it to get the engine started. And then Mr. Miyagi gave me that 47 Ford, and that was the best day of my life. Ever since, I've been in love with cars. That's why Mr. Miyagi pushed me into sales. It wasn't my idea. I thought car salesmen were sleazy. It's such a bullshit stereotype. But Mr. Miyagi told me, Danielson must follow passion. Man who worked for passion always richer than man who worked for money. He was right. Mr. Miyagi again dropping down some wisdom, man. And, um, you know, uh, Amanda loves what they built here, but, you know, again, she's like the writings on the wall. And, and I, I really I took down the scene because I just love the backstory of how how Daniel became and how Daniel got into cars and, and sales and, and the dealership, you know, but he's got a tough decision to make, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to like you said, he's going to have to pay something or it's going to cost him something. So. Yeah, that's definitely one of the reasons I took down this scene. Yeah, there it is, man. Again, just going with the title. You know, he's going to have to pay. There's something that he's going to have to do in order for him to save his his business, man. So, again, I, I love that scene, you know, because like you said, the Miyagi wisdom, man who worked for passion, always richer than man who worked for money. But I also love this. You know, Daniel said, you know, I just wanted to give, you know, when I got into this, you know, auto dealership business, it wasn't about being the number one auto dealership. I love that. He said, I just wanted to give those customers that same sense of excitement I had when I got my first car. So, man, for me, dude, it's like it's all about making an impact. It's all about, you know, just giving that person that feeling, you know, that, man, they're worth something. They're valued. And so that's how I looked at it, man. So me as a businessman or me as a as an educational leader, you know, it's about, man, what impact do I make? And I think that ties into what he said. You got to work for passion. You got to be passionate in whatever it is that you do, man, because people can tell whether you want to be there or not. I mean, have you ever been to a restaurant, man, and you can tell like your waiter or waitress 
they just don't want to be there. Have you ever experienced that? Uh, yeah, yeah. How, how did how did I, that make you feel, dude? I just you know angry to be honest because our this is a particular waiter and um totally just you know you could tell he just didn't want to be there. He took our order and then we never heard from him, dude. It took his coworker to bring out our food. You know, never came back for refills or anything, nothing like that. So and that that yeah, makes you just, feel awful, you know, right? I mean, you don't want to want right, to come back yeah. to those places. You know, and what do Freaking what do we say? Tip, what, what, <laughs> no, what do we say though, bro? Would, would people just give us a shitty service? We like, hey man, our our, our money's green too. His <laughs> money's just as green as, as any. Our money else. is just as guy. green as ours. But that's what I'm saying, bro. You will return to places where you get good service. You know, I oh, will yeah. return to places where I get good service. But places where I get bad service, I'm not gonna go back, man. And so yeah. that's what I'm talking about. But that's the same thing, man. Just with with us, man. Maybe we're not in the service industry, you know, the restaurant business or the car sales business. But, man, even when we meet people, dude, like when you meet somebody, you want them to leave with the impression like, oh, man, that that, that person's a cool guy. You know, Jose's a cool right. dude. AC's a cool dude. At least that's how I want to live my life, man. So I love that, man. I love that. Um, it's really about making an impact. So there's a lesson within that I got from that. But also like the the homage that they played to Miyagi. So they showed the oh, yeah. those little, you know those scenes from from part one where he's just talking about close eye trust concentrate think only tree you know nothing exists whole world only tree you got to concentrate so what that told me is you got to focus you know things are tough right now things aren't the way you want you got to focus so that's what i got from that man what did you get from that just now that we're talking about that scene with miyagi yeah no i just like well i like the flashback part of it and how it started where he was reminiscing about him and his mom, you know, that they that they just had that station wagon. Oh, that was tight. Yeah. Had to push it, to, had to push it to even get it started. But just Daniel remembering where he came from, you know, not forgetting where he came from, yeah. and again the impact that Mr. Miyagi made or on him, and he's using it um, in his dealership. So yeah, and what sparked yeah. that passion? I mean, that what sparked that yeah. passion? So he, like you said, I love that you said that that he doesn't remember, um, excuse me, that he doesn't forget where he came from. You know, he remembers having to push start that car, dude, you know, which was embarrassing too, right? Because, you know, that's what he had to do when he when he was on a date with Ali. Man, I would have right. been pissed off too, man. But um, yeah, he hasn't forgotten about that. But more than anything, that's what ignited that passion within him, man. So yeah. All right, brother, take us to your next favorite thing. Or was it, is it my turn? It's my turn, right? Yeah. Okay, my bad, my bad. So uh <laughs> no, no, you're nah, I just like how we going back and forth, man. So the next thing for me is just uh you know, Robbie's you know, he's getting punked again, basically, you know, the guy Payne, yeah. this is what you said his name is, you know, you know, just yeah. says a uh, soft ass bitch and he takes his pillow and, and but here's the thing what I like just from that scene that Robbie gets touched that Johnny's coming to visit him. So again, back to what we discussed. In last week's episode about the 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 father void, I mean, did you see his face when he's like, "Okay, yeah. who's coming to see me?" And he's like, uh, "John Lawrence." Like, man, like it just it touched him, bro. You know, he didn't have to hope, say anything. Gave yeah, gave him hope. Yeah, he didn't have to say anything, but you could tell, like, okay, that's what he wants. He wants diamond in his eyes, man. Yeah, he wants to his dad to come visit him, and hey, you know, shoot, I'm gonna disclose that, man. I remember, you know, I didn't grow up with a dad, so I remember, you know, the times when. When, you know, he would say that he'd come to see me, I'd feel the same way, man, you know, and we're going to get to the scene where he doesn't come and, you know, I can relate to that. So in that aspect, I relate to, to Robbie, man, because as a, as a teenager, 
yeah, man, you know, I would like, yeah, of course, you know, I want, I want to see my dad. I want my dad to see, to want to see me, man. So that was a pretty good scene, man. So, but the next thing, you know, um, yeah, you know, again, that was a little quick scene, but then we see Johnny actually going to see Sid. You know, he doesn't want to go see Sid, but he's like, he cares about Miguel. And that's what he really, mm-hmm. that's what, that's the driving force. Right. And so, uh, Sid is just funny, man. Uh, he's like easy there, Rocco, yeah. because he's trying to piss off Johnny, and Johnny's you balling know balling his fist up, and he's like, uh, sounds like you were warming up to ask for a handout. So, but again, I love what Johnny said. Hey, look, Miguel doesn't deserve what happened to him, and I have to make it right. And then Sid todavía sigue con la, you know, just messing with him, like yeah, with my money, <laughs> right? I like I that, know, bro. Right? He's like, you prick. Uh, but man, and then Sid just disses Johnny, dude. He's like, but you got nothing, nothing to give because you're a loser like your father. Yeah, you can say what you want about me, but at least I stuck around. I was like, damn. When I saw that again, bro, I was like, damn, Sid. You know, but but now I'm like Johnny's comeback. He's like, look, sticking around being a bully isn't much better than leaving. I'm trying to do better. I'm going to see Robbie. I'm going to help Miguel. So, man, love that scene, man. What did you get from that? Well, number one is Johnny swallowing his pride, bro. Yeah. You can tell he did he did not want to go there. That was like his last option, last resort. But you know what? He took he took the punches and, and and he you know, he didn't back down from Sid. Sid came down on him cold, man. Yeah. Like that's I mean, Sid at his age, bro, still have all that hate in his heart, man. <laughs> you can tell he, you can tell he's a jerk, dude, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time, bro. But no, just again, kind of to reiterate what you what you have said is that, yeah, Johnny's just doing what he can to help Miguel, man. Yeah. You know, cause he cares so much about him, bro. So he's even, he's taking this from Sid when he doesn't have to, you know what I mean? But he's, he's willing to go through it for him. And I mean, just Sid. <laughs> you know, I wrote that down. Pinch just Sid. Yeah. And then he tried to, uh, he tried to what threaten him with the story about the secretary and then start one of those hash breaths. Yeah. And Sid didn't, didn't care, care about him. that. He's like, I don't care about that. He's like, that's right, bro. Yeah. So then Johnny's still something valuable, man. You know, he, he right. like you said, you know, I'm going to say what you said. That guy was like, look, you got to bring me something valuable. So he's teaching him the hustle as Jose said. Right. And so Johnny's still something valuable and that's how you get some scratch and is able to help Miguel, man. So, Pretty good, man. All right, brother. Take us to your next favorite scene. The next one, I'm going to go. This is, again, another one where Daniel and Amanda and Anoush are, they're having like the meeting with Tom Cole about selling a dealership. Yeah. Tom Cole comes in all arrogant, you know, uh, pretty much thinks like it's in the bag. He says failure. He tells uh, Daniel and Amanda, failure never tastes good. At the end of the day, though, it's just business. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, for real. And um, <laughs> that's, some, that's a blow reference, by the way. Yeah, it's a blow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh you know daniel's like we looked at your offer realized there's only one choice and uh again tom cole is like thinking all right i got these guys yeah. you know i'm gonna make them pay or something and um and then he tries to what, what is it patronize he's like i want to i want you to know that i'm gonna treat this place with the utmost respect but you can take the tiny bushes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then um he tells Anoush, you're looking at the new owner of LaRusso Van Eyes. And uh, Amanda tells him, wait, Tom, we made some adjustments. Look at page nine. And, of course, somebody drew the middle finger at him. Yeah. Kind of telling him to take a walk, go to hell. And um, and so they turn the tables on Cole, man. And then, uh, you know, Tom thinks he's got the upper hand. He's, he's telling him, look, I got the exclusive deal with Diona. And um, 
Daniel's like, you know, he already knew because Anoush told him and gave Anoush his job back. And I like what Cole says, this little quote, you know, you want to play the violin on the Titanic, <laughs> you know? And then uh, he's like, we're not dead yet, Tommy. Uh, we still have some moves, which again, is a connection from part one. Remember when, he's, when he was bragging that he knew moves? Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. Freddie and the other crew. <laughs> Maybe he ain't got no moves. And, uh, <laughs> he ain't got no moves, you yeah. know? No, I got, I got moves. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, I like that. I caught that at the very end. I like end. that. I like, I like I think, that. Yeah. And then, you know, Amanda's like, there's no turning back and uh, this plan better work. But here's the thing, you know, Daniel's taking a risk, man. Yeah. He's taking a risk and he's got a plan. But, you know, one of the things that you uh, posted about, you know, is success goes, or I think you said the door to success opens to those who take risks and action. Hell yeah. So I just tied it back to one of your, one of your quotes, bro, because Daniel has to take risks and he's yeah. got to take action to no. save the dealership, bro. No doubt, bro. Success is, is success is connected mission to driven, action, bro. Shout out, shout out thank, to Mission Driven. Thank you, bro. Shout out to Mission Driven, but no doubt, man, success is connected to action and you may experience some failure along the way, but you got to keep, you know, putting forth that action, man. So yeah, dude. Um, yeah, like that scene because again, it shows that Daniel's willing to pay the price. And if the price is taking a risk, you know, kind of just putting yourself out there, which you know we don't know at this point what, what he's gonna do. Right. Um, then he's gonna do it because he wants to save his business, man. So, uh, yeah, dude. I like real quick just um, Nate. You know, so Nate is one of the oh. the nerdy kids. You know, and uh, Miyagi Do, excuse me, who gets tore up. So this is where we see Hawk, you know, his transformation happening. You know, in the last episode, Kreese was like, look, we need a new leader. We need a new person to take Miguel's spot. Hawk, again, Hawk's, you know, eyes lit up. And so this is where he, you know, starts just changing, man. So he tears up Nate. Nate goes to the house and says, you know, Cobra Kai kicked the shit out of me. Or, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Nate's tore up, man. But again, I just wanted to point that out, man, that, uh, yeah, you know, you know, Hawk is, is, is turning. He's turning. He's turning hill. So we're going to use a, a wrestling reference. You know, he's turning hill, man. So my next favorite scene, though, man, is um, Johnny goes to the goes to the hospital, gives the nurse to check. And I mentioned this in our initial reaction episode. I love this man. Yeah. And this is what I loved about the scene. He didn't want the family to know who it was from. I love that man. He's like, leave my name yeah. out of it. But then he sees Carmen. And it seems like that's the first time they've seen each other, man, just by the by the look that she gave him. She was thankful for it. And then here, here's a great tease. Here's a tease. Here's the tease of them all, <laughs> man. You know, one of the nurses says, Hey, Miguel's surgeon just arrived from the airport. And we see the blonde, a blonde doctor surgeon right and that's when i was like oh shit is it ali that seriously so to your yeah. first question that you asked me at the beginning of this, of this episode <laughs> no i didn't get really get it when miguel said it but when i saw that lady that surgeon because all we see is the back of her right when right. i saw that blonde hair i'm like damn is that her and it wasn't so that was just a that was a great tease man but <laughs> then teasing. teasing me like like latimer but then uh <laughs> yeah dude um I love Yaya, bro. And I, I mentioned this as well. She's like a spit on me, you know. Um, and Johnny's like, I have to be somewhere. And man, she took it, dude. Yaya brought it. She's like, Miguel, he needs yeah. you. You know, and I love that scene. She's like, pray with us. And you can't say no to Abuelita, bro. But, right. but no. his son, man. So, dude, that was pretty tough, man. You can't say no to Abuelita. And Miguel is like his son. But damn, dude. 
he paid because he disappoints Robbie. So man, it's just a powerful scene because he disappoints Robbie and we see, you know, it, 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 it takes us to where Robbie is with Bobby and they're waiting and Bobby's like, no, just give him more time. But man, here's where I connect with Robbie, bro. When Robbie said he's not coming, I knew it. And I right. connect with that, bro, because when I used to wait for my dad and he didn't show up and I would tell myself he's not coming, I knew it. So man, great, great scenes right there, bro. What do you got from yeah. that? Well, from the one that Johnny at the hospital, man, he, what I wrote down is, you know what? He's in a no-win situation, bro. No-win. I mean, like you said, Miguel's like a son to him. You know, when Abuelita tells you, you know, be, he needs you, can't say no. But it's his son on the other side, man. La sangre, bro. Yeah. So, so you're, say, so you're saying know. you're saying he should have gone to see Robbie instead. I think he should have, bro. Okay. Uh, I don't know what do you, and that was one of the questions I had for you. If you were in, if you were in Johnny's shoes, man, how would you go? I'd be like, yo, how long? How, how, how long? I would be like, be real, bro. There's no wrong answer. No, no, no of course, answer. of course. I'm like, how long is this prayer? Like, you know, God help him, right? bless him. <laughs> let me go see my son. <laughs> nah, man. At that point, it's and that's the thing about Johnny, though. Let's just let's just talk Johnny. You know, and talk about Johnny, man. I don't think he's he's that secure in himself, man. And I think if he would have said no, then he would have felt that, well, damn, they're going to think that I don't care about Miguel. So he's not securing himself to know that, you know, hey, you know, I do care about him, but I have something else to do. He's not securing himself to say that, to say that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I I care about Miguel. I want to pray with you guys, but I got to go see my son. You know, so he's still trying to please others. And, And that's what sometimes happens, man. Have you ever been in that situation where, you know, you're supposed to be somewhere else? But you don't want to disappoint, you know, this person like yeah. like your family, bro. Like, you know, your family wants you to go to this family function, but you got somewhere else to go. But if you say you got somewhere else to go, they're like, eh, te crees. Or, you know, you see what I'm saying? They're yeah. going to think like, what's what's wrong with you? Because what? You don't want to be with the family. So I think that's what where. Me, yeah, yeah, I think that's where Johnny's at. He wasn't securing himself, man. So uh, what would I have done? I, you know, well, I'd like to think that I'm pretty secure in myself. I'd be like, look, I, you know, <laughs> hey, I want to pray with y'all, but I got to go see my son, man. So that's right. my answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree completely. Like I said, there was no wrong answer, man. He difficult situation. Yeah. It's just a difficult situation, and um, but yeah, yeah, brought it there, man. Situation. Yeah, yeah, brought yeah, it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I love her. I love her. Uh, there's a cost, though. Yeah, there, there's, there's a, cost. a cause that goes back to hey, somebody's gonna, yeah. you're gonna have to pay. Now you're gonna pay. All right, brother. So take us to your uh, your next favorite well, actually, scene. Oh, what do you got? Oh, well, no, I was because you had mentioned the other scene about Bobby and Robbie at Juvie, you know, when he knew he wasn't coming. Yeah. Um, just to add to that, man, th- this was a time where Robbie needed support from his dad, man. He was hopeful. He was hopeful, you know, but not surprised. And Bobby also knew deep down he wasn't going to show. Yeah. So again, you know, just feel for Robbie, man. Into <laughs> a into a sixteen year old kid, man. It doesn't even matter what John what Johnny was doing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like Johnny was out there partying. It's not like Johnny was out there, you know, with some blonde. It's not like Johnny was at a bar getting drunk. He was out yeah. there trying to help Miguel, in which we'll see. You know, I think in the next episode, right, where he tells him right where he was at. But uh, at this point, uh, Robbie can see that hey. You failed me again. And for a 16-year-old kid, man, that that speaks a lot. Like, you failed me again. Yeah. You said you were going to come see me. You were supposed to come see me. And you didn't come see me. So, yeah, tough situation like you said, bro. Yeah. 
but uh the really i think it's the last scene right that, yeah, that we have left it, where yeah. sam 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 reopens miyagi Do. uh that's the one i have and uh you know she says that you know cobra kai hasn't stopped training we need to catch up um if it means i have to take the reins so be it and then of course they're all concerned hey what about what about your dad what if he finds out uh i think it was nate who said yeah. that <laughs> and <laughs> and sam's like he won't he's out of town yeah <laughs> And I just like how Sam's taking ownership, kind of being a leader. Yeah, you know, she is. She yeah, is. yeah, she is. But uh, we're gonna see how it kind of plays out in the next coming episode. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. You know, no doubt. But then, of course, the last shot is Daniel at Leona International in Tokyo, Japan. I love how they pan the camera out, man. Mm-hmm. Tokyo seems like a beautiful city to visit. Yeah, that look that looked pretty chill, man. So again, it kind of yeah. like okay, now it was the setup to the next episode, man. So exactly uh, setup. Yeah. Hey, did you notice though the the glasses that Nate was wearing? It's like aviators, right? Those are the oh, ones the that, that Daniel wore Daniel, with the baby Browns. The baby Browns. <laughs> when Daniel got tore up in part one. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You know what? We didn't talk about this, but when they ambush, or I guess when they cornered him at yeah. the car wash, they were on their dirt bikes, Cobra Kai was, yeah. but Nate was on a bike like Daniel. <laughs> Ah, see, I didn't even. <laughs> he was on a regular bike. I didn't get that. I okay, just don't remember yeah. that, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. So that was it, man. For now, you're gonna pay. You know, it was a it was a setup. You know, episode. That's the way I feel it. But it has some good stuff, man. It has some good stuff. Oh so yeah, great. Stuff. Let's let's break it down, man. With our categories, man. What's your running back scene? That scene that you can watch over and over again. Man, there's quite a few on here, man. <laughs> there really is. Ah. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Johnny gives a check at the hospital for Miguel, man. Okay. That was just great scene by Johnny, man. Admirable. Keep my name out of it, man. But dude, he did all he could to get that money. So again, just great scene. Okay, brother. Uh, I'm going to go with the scene with him and Bobby talking. Oh yeah. That's that was, that was a powerful too. scene, man. Again, I just love the, the homeboy scene. Like, like you like to call it, you know, just the homeboy scene. And, uh, yeah, dude. It was just uh just to see him kind of just be open and transparent and say, Hey man, I thought I was doing the right thing, but why does this happen? Why does why did this have to happen to these kids? And you know, it's like, hey, punish me, but don't punish them. So I love that scene, man. All right, brother, what's your favorite quote dialogue from this episode? I have to go with Daniel's quote, man, the one that Mr. Miyagi told about you know, you must follow your passion and men who work for passion richer than men who works for money. All right, brother. So that's, yeah, that's I, a good one, man. I'm with you there, bro. Hey, I'm, I'm with yeah. you there. I'm not even going to give another one. That's a good one. Man <laughs> who work for passion, always richer than men who work for money. All right, brother. So uh, let's do CK3, man. Top three characters from this episode. Who you got? Start off with Bobby. Just again, you know, Bobby had a few scenes and he killed it in all of them, man. You know what I'm saying? Especially, like you said, the homeboy scene with him and Johnny there at the church. Okay. Um, Johnny, I figure, is our automatic in this one. Yeah. You know, did whatever he could, man, to uh, get money for Miguel and was one step to seeing Robbie. But, you know, he had to choose. Uh, I'm going to go for Robbie as well. Just I feel his pain, man. Okay. You know, everything he's going through. And uh, so, yeah, those are, you said top three, right? Yeah, yeah, top three, CK3, baby. All right, man, uh, I'm with you with Bobby. Again, love that they brought the OG Cobra Kai back. And, you know, he served his purpose and was there as a, as a positive force for Johnny Lawrence, yeah. man. And I love Johnny. You know, he just, uh, yeah, Zapka killed it. 
you know, in these in these scenes, you know, at the interview with uh, him walking in drunk, him at the hospital. So, yeah, definitely got to give it up for Johnny. And the next one, man, I'm going to go a little different from you. You know, I get Robbie. I can definitely relate to Robbie with in this episode with, you know, mm-hmm. how he's feeling about his dad disappointing him. But I'm going to go with pain, man. I love pain. pain? Yeah, for sure. I love uh, <laughs> maybe because it's the horchata line or something, man. No, but I, <laughs> I like him, dude. I just he, he, he just, played a good character. Yeah, he established himself as a badass. He's kind of like like Clubber yeah. Lang in part three, bro. <laughs> part know? three of Rocky. Yeah, he yeah. established himself as a badass from the get-go, bro. He's yeah, like, but now that's, that's, that's next level shit right there, you know? It's kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah, Clever Lang, bro, you know? The Clever Lang Award or whatever. So, yeah, pain. I got to give it up for pain. So, those are my three. Honor, honorary, honorary mention to the pawn shop guy, too. Just an honorary mention. Really? You know, just the, yeah, just the funny chemistry that him and Johnny have. I, I wrote him down as number four in case Johnny was our automatic. Okay, you know okay. I mean? All right, we'll, we'll take that. I'll take uh, the, the pawn shop guy. All right, brother. So, all Valley trophies, man, from zero to five. Five being excellent, three being good, zero being awful. What you got? Where do you, how do you um, rate this episode? I'm going to give this one a four, man. You know, oh, wow. This one was another good, yeah, another good one. A lot of good scenes in it, man. Anytime it has multiple good scenes that I'm just like, ah, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. You know, just had the Johnny Bobby, those scenes, um, you know, the Sam and Miguel at the hospital and uh, what, what else? It was, ah, I lost it. Oh, Johnny at the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what, so Multiple man? good scenes. Oh, man. Is this going to be my first four this this season? You know, so there was no crease in this episode. There was no Tori in this yeah. episode. Uh, man, let me see. Am I going to go with a four? You know what? I'm going to go with a four. I'm feeling generous today. I'll go. I'll go with a four. It was yeah. It was a great episode. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Uh, it progressed the story. So you know, for that, for that, let's yeah. just do that. It progressed the story. Now we got a lot more stuff to look for. Again, you know, we have Hawks turn. You know, as he's turning into a bad guy, we have Miguel and Sam, you know, their their budding relationship is starting back up. We see Robbie. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there that's going to lead us to what happens in the several next episodes, man. So there it is, brother. All right. So, you know how we do it, man. What what, what lessons do you have from this episode, man, that you want to share with the listeners? I like the one you mentioned that uh, at the very beginning where you broke it down, the title, you know, how everything has a cost. Everything you you have when you have to pay, there's a cost. But uh, so, I, I mean, I thought that was a really good okay. assessment of this episode. But the one I wrote down is, um, you know, you, you have to remember you don't do the right thing because it always works out. You, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. You know, and that's the lesson that I took from Bobby saying it at the church. Yeah. So. For sure, man. And we talked about that, man. And definitely, man, that's, you know, you just, you do it because it's the right thing to do. And that's, that's tough, man, in a, in a, in a time and in a society where it's all about me, 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 you know? So yeah, definitely <laughs> right. love that as well. And I'll go with my, um, again, we've talked about it, but I'm just gonna, you know, just summarize it real quick about just following your passion, man, just doing things to make an impact for others, doing things because you're passionate about it. Like if you're in something that you don't love doing, man, hey, find steps to get into a career or a job that you love doing, man, because you're going to be miserable, man. You know, I work with teachers, bro, and that's my thing. If you're not happy here, go find something else, man. You know, so definitely, you know, find something that you're passionate about 
and go after it, man. Take those risks. Like you Absolutely. said, bro, that's that's how success comes. You got to take those risks. Right. Baby. All right, bro. So Absolutely. that's it, man. We did it again. Episode three. Now you're going to pay from Cobra Kai season three. You got anything else, man? Hey, no, just, you know, great to continue talking about this great show, man. Hopefully, like I said, the listeners are getting something out of it or at least enjoying our conversation, man, and just ready to continue on. We got six more. <laughs> hey, they are, brother. I will tell you that, man. I will tell you that I've gotten some feedback. You know, um, people have texted me and told me that they enjoy our conversations. They enjoy hearing us go back and forth, man. So, hey, you know, just just take heart and take um, just know that, man. So. Definitely for, for all Absolutely. of those who are listening, we really appreciate you guys. Keep spreading the word. You know, you can follow us at Cobra Kai Pod Show or on Instagram and Twitter. Again, that's at Cobra Kai Pod Show. And we're thankful. So if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe and leave a rating rate and review us and just let people know that you're enjoying the show keep spreading the word because me and jose two lifelong friends we enjoy doing this for you guys so thanks jose again brother and as we always say what cobra kai never dies never dies all right brother take care